Welcome everyone to Pokey Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Nick and with me is my co-host. What's up guys? That's awesome. Today is July 21st. Let's get into our 50th episode. The big 5-0. The big 5-0. What does that mean for us, Austin? It means we had a midlife crisis, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is 50 the new midlife crisis? I don't know. What, what was the one beforehand? 40, I thought. 40? I don't know. You're 50? I don't, 40, I, don't, I know. That's pretty... I, in 10 years, I'm going to have to buy an expensive car. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it No, that's what you do in Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> but 50 means that we've almost come to an entire year, right? That we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, <clears throat> one year. I'm a little bit taken back, man. You're talking a little loud into that microphone. You're I'm a little sorry. distorted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe that's just on your end. I don't think I'm that loud. No, you're not. You're not. You're just so excited because it's so excited because we've almost been doing this for a whole year. Who would have thought that would have happened? <clears throat> I don't know. I certainly didn't, man. <laughs> you thought this would <laughs> flop and fail in the first couple weeks, and we would just give up. And then the other day, I look on Anchor. And I see over a hundred people in our audience now, according to Anchor. Over a hundred different people listening to this show. Who who the fuck are these people? Did you pay for <laughs> Russian bots? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds impressive, but that means for every episode, <clears throat> we get about two people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that. There we go. Every episode reaches the hearts of two new people. Yeah, who are just so desperate to find content that they've they've t gone all the way down here. Yeah, they've listened all the way through <laughs> Pucky Dads and um, Metapod and Super Effective and whatever the fuck um, Azul's is, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> like I need so I need something else still. What's gonna fill this this car ride? Because I've listened to everything else." And they start clicking through page seven, eight, nine as they're looking through the podcast, and there it is, just glowing, glowing at the end of the tunnel. Pokey Rogue TCG. But once they click on it, man, they never click back. <laughs> right, we're like a sexually transmitted disease. That shit's not going away. <laughs> <laughs> we are the STD of podcasts. That's what we are. It is, but it's not the most successful STD as it won't spread to others. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So we've had... Requires, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. It requires a very specific host, you know, for, for the STD to thrive. And uh, apparently that's, there, there aren't many out there. <laughs> but anyway, what you were going to say earlier, it's the big 5-0... And um, we did something special for the 10th. I don't know why we did, but we did. And then we, we were just, just amazed it happened. Yeah, we were just amazed that 10 even happened. Yeah. And then we made it to 25 because that felt appropriate. And now we here we are at 50. And uh, it's exciting. So what did we do? What are we going to do that's special? And for the 50th episode, we're going to go back like a fireside chat and it relives some of those happy moments from those last 50 episodes, some of the funny skits that we all enjoyed. And we're going to mm -hmm. take a bunch of questions that 
our listeners gave us. And then at the end, well, maybe I shouldn't tell you at the end. I shouldn't even tell you when it's going to happen. We're going to give you a whole brand new hilarious skit that Austin you has. Told what? You told Fuck, them, yeah. don't go to the end. Listen to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't go yeah. to the end. Because then our data is going to show that everyone skipped over everything to the end of the episode. But we're going we're gonna to take a bunch of questions throughout every, every skit. We're going to relive some of the funniest moments some of the funniest skits that we've enjoyed in these last 50th, 50th episodes. And I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Just hit the play button. Hit the fucking play button. Let's take a moment back to, you know, Austin, we ever we always talk about why you should never just buy a bunch of sealed product, right? Why shouldn't someone buy sealed product? I mean, it, it, it's obvious, man. You lose your ass on it. Just buy the fucking singles, you know? You're looking for you're looking for that um, that trace card. Well, you can spend four hundred dollars on packs trying to get it, or you can just buy the shit for two hundred dollars. You know, right? So there's a certain person that will blow all their money opening packs, chasing that high, and they're called the crinkle crack sniffer. Hey, hey, the man. Could you got some some of those uh, evolving skies packs in stock? Yeah, man. Market price is looking at seven dollars each. You know, uh, supply and demand. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Uh, g- g- give me three. Give me three of them. Uh, hoping for an altar? Nah, man. Uh, gotta hit one more jolting on Vmax. Finish my deck. Well, if you just need a jolting on Vmax, we've got some singles over there in the case. Uh, <laughs> We'll match TCG player low, so, you know, just 10 bucks. Nah, 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 I'm good, G. Singles just don't hit the same, you know? <laughs> Doesn't hit the same as pulling raw. I-, I want that sweet crinkle crack. Can't beat the ripping. <laughs> you know, the smell of adhesive. <laughs> Give me a pack, man. Oh, the crinkle crack sniffer. You know what's funny is you were so caught up in the heat of the moment, you didn't realize you said, ah, fucking white code, which is what you wanted. Was it at that time, though? I think it had just switched over in real life where a white code was a bad thing. Well, you were talking about Jolty on VMAX. I know, I know. The sets had just, like, when we recorded that skit, and it's, yeah. it's funny because I thought about that afterwards. Like when we recorded that skit, it had become a white code as like a bad the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, oh, wait, no. This skit's talking about oh. evolving skies. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway. you know what? We're definitely people who make mistakes. Glenn tells us all the time. <laughs> yeah. We should kick him off the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. This was not our first skit, but this was the first worth putting on this episode. Yeah, this is the first, first crap. Kind of like, yeah, the first one was like kind of impromptu. We're like, we should do this in the skit format. It was all right. But then you came back the following week and you were like, dude, you were so excited. You had background noises and props. And this is really just what just like birthed the whole idea of us just fucking doing these skits. 
Right. I, I mean, it was great. We, you ever wrote. Right. There was a fucking man. I had packs there, empty packs for us to crinkle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was good. Yeah. But what listeners may not realize is that for the most part, these skits are done live. We just run through it. We don't splice a bunch of things together. We're hitting the sound effect buttons. We're holding up props, making the sounds, and we're acting through all of it in and real time. Really fun. And it makes it, it makes it fun for us. <clears throat> it makes it really fun because it's like, we got to get it right. But I, I got to let everyone know, Nick's the better actor, but this is the one, the first and only skit that Nick wrote. So <laughs> as we go throughout the episode, I want you all to know that, you know, who, who created all these skits. But we said we were going to get into some questions here. And so we are. So we, and we said we we're going to answer whatever the questions are. Yep. Whatever they give us. We're, so do you mm-hmm. want to read the first question? Yeah, yeah, we're not holding back. We're going to answer them regardless. No, no, any, any question you ask, we're going to have an answer. All right, so the first question is, what are your guys' social security numbers, driver's license, and uh, addresses, and mother's maiden names? Uh, All right, we're not going to answer Okay, that. We're, get, we're skipping only that question. <laughs> we'll do the rest. We'll do- <laughs> All right, you want to read the next one? Okay. What is an ability you wish they brought back? Oh, this is easy. I'm just going to fire away, man. Whirlpool Sanction from... (laughs) What was the name of that Pokemon? Fionn from Cosmic Eclipse. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you just... You love that card, man. Fucking... Prevented you from decking out. It was awesome. Whenever... Like, when you thought I was going to deck out one time and I started doing that shit, it just fucking... It pissed you off because you thought yeah. you had that one condition. So, um, but if, it, if people don't know, it's like if it's on your bench, you may put it to the bottom of your deck. And if you do, your opponent has to switch their active Pokemon with one of their bench Pokemon. It's fucking mm-hmm. versatile card. It's fucking awesome. Best card ever. Yeah, man. So. I don't, I'm trying to think what there was a, I, I guess it did get brought back. I remember I, I really liked the Rebombi. That had an ability that wouldn't let them use boss, but then we got that back with melodic. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. There's a lot of the abilities, I mean, have come back. Maybe, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I like the Dene charge. Like, I like being able to just discard and draw instead of yeah. drawing up to six. I, I like that, I, that idea. It would be nicer you to get only... V unions and stuff in there. Yeah, and you could only use one the Dene charge per turn, so it was pretty balanced. Yeah, I think I like the Dene Charge, but you know, I feel like a lot of them Pokemon has brought back, and we've got new names from. You know, we have Trade, we have Discard One, Draw Two. Like we, we definitely they go in circles and they come back. So maybe the Dene yeah, Charge. Although I think a lot of people at the time disliked the Dene Charge, they got tired of it. Yeah, and then second to that, I would have to say Propagation from Execute from one of the I think Plasma Freeds, Black and White Plasma Freeze, mm-hmm. and it's like a 30 HP Grass Pokemon, and you're like, this is a fucking trash card. It may even be an uncommon. I think it is, but this ability is where the Pokemon, the card can go from your discard to your hand at any point in time for as many times as you want. So it's like fucking never-ending Ultra Balls. Like yeah. you just put them into your. So that was pretty cool. It was pretty broken. Um, when it was getting towards the end of the expanded rotation then. So, but now I think it'd be pretty healthy with like a fresh standard rotation. But that's, yeah. that's one I'd want you know, to You know what? I think I'm going to change my answer. The Eevee that yeah. when you attach an energy to it, you search for an evolution of that energy. Yeah. I like that. I like that one a lot. I think we still got that, man, to be honest. 
No, we don't have an EV that lets you that lets you search for it. Not even a promo. No, not not that lets you just search for when you attach an uh, energy. I'm looking. I'm talking about the energy evolution. It was yeah. from Sunny Moon Base said. It said when you attach a basic energy from your hand to this Pokemon during your turn, you may search your deck for a card that evolves from this Pokemon. And mm. I think you get to evolve it too. Yeah. And put it onto this Pokemon, right? You get to instantly evolve it when you do it. Yeah, maybe I'm just mistaken. I think that card had been printed several times, so it was in rotation for. You're quite thinking a while. of? I think you're thinking of our new one, Resonant Evolution. Mm -hmm. Resonating Evolution during your turn. If you played a card from your hand to evolve one of your other EV, you may search your deck for a card that evolves from that Pokemon and put it onto that Pokemon to evolve it. So you first, with that new one, you have to evolve something else. Yeah. And then it triggers the, that ability, which is interesting. But you couldn't do it on the same turn that you're playing it at, like you could yeah. with energy re, uh, evolution. Well, man, before we move on to the next question, I want to, while we're on the topic of EVs, our next, um, we don't have a date set, but our next Pokey Rogue, you know, our big tournament we do on Limpolis is going to be an evolution tournament where we're going to basically allow any. EV Pokemon, even if they're expanded, but you only use standard cards. Standard trainers. So, yeah, standard trainers. Um, and so we're, you know, the details are on the Discord, and of course we'll put out more details as it gets closer to the date. But I just want to put you know, put it on everyone's radar. That's what's going on in the Discord right and now. And we've we've actually started practicing some of these evolution games. So some of us have done mm -hmm. them. We've we've built some evolution decks, we've been practicing them, and we did come to an agreement of we're not including tag teams. Sorry, no Sylvie Guardi. Everyone's unanimous in them. We're not playing tag teams. It'll mess up the game. It's very straightforward. You're playing something with Eevee on it, something mm. with an Evolution, and that's it. We're not even including Ditto. You don't need it because really? you got Eevee GX. You got regular yeah. Eevees. You got the Vs of the Evolutions, the VMAT. There's just so much. I mean, you can have eight basics between four Eevee GXs, four regular Eevees, plus you could have the other basics of the thing it evolves into. Man, like we've mm -hmm. had no problem building decks. All right, all right, all right. So, so there's no dittos. If it doesn't have Eevee on the card, you know, or an Eeveelution, like it's not being played. And the trainers got to mm -hmm. be standard trainers. So we kept it straightforward and simple, and we've been playing with it. Sweet man. Well, we'll. That's not what this episode's about. Not just, about just that. I'm just everyone. ranting. Yeah, not, not about that. But just exciting, exciting. So let's get into this next question. When are you two going to get into Gym Leader Challenge, into the GLC format? And then the follow-up question was, so I can play with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I might proxy the decks, but I don't, I don't really feel the incentive to, like, seek out the cards online. Just mm -hmm. seems kind of not, seems kind of difficult to do, require quite a bit of effort. And then it'd be fine to find the cards. You know, they're all pretty cheap. So I might, if I find a deck I like, I might purchase one, you know, to play mm -hmm. on there. But I think if, I, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be a 100% proxy deck because um, I just, I, I like the idea of the format. I think it's fun to change it up, but it doesn't really appeal to me as a player. Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me either because I just don't like the singleton part of it. I just, I'm not into that. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing that kills me is like, okay, if it was non-rule box Pokemon only and it wasn't Singleton, then maybe. 
But Singleton's yeah. not is just not doing it. I, I'd have more interest personally and in going back and say, hey, let's build, you know, jungle fossil, you know, base set and just make a deck from that. Or let's just make a, an, an event just of rocket, you know, of just Yeah. You know, just going back to like Wizards of the Coast sets. I would have more interest in that than trying to play basically expanded with single copies and just not, yeah, not doing it, it. It's fine. It's just the consistency's not there. Um, I mean, I'm sure decks are getting more efficient the longer that the format is out there, but it's just like, it's very top decky, and yeah. um, which is fun. It's it's all right to play casually like that. But to the point you made, I mean, I would like to do it where we, you know, we play proxies. There's no reason to buy those expensive cards. Mm-hmm. Play proxies that we can do webcam games. We know eventually, it's, I see us getting to a point where we could do like a, a week like a, a weekly league and so for the, for three months we play jungle for three months we play just because you know and yeah just do some webcam games but um sorry yeah gym leader challenge is it's all right i i, I don't, i'm not against it i just am not passionate about it and yeah. don't really yeah so it just doesn't strike my just doesn't doesn't you know just doesn't do do it for me so no. definitely not well man we have some more things, some more, some more classic moments to take part in. And I think this is the one that really put us into that next lever, level of vulgarity. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment, oh. there was a moment when we were, Austin had wrote this skit and we were kind of looking back and forth and be like, are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, is this, uh, act- prob- are we going to put this skit out? Like, is this going to affect our employment? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was about a 15, 20 minute conversation. Um, and Austin and was remember, like, I don't want to do this character. I don't want to be the one to be doing this. Yeah. So we swapped it around. Um, <laughs> uh, we had this is one of those things. And um, th- there's a good follow up question in here, which is great. But uh, let's just just roll this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, what's up, man? You win any events lately? Yeah. Just qualified for the team challenge. Had several top cuts on Limitless TCG. Oh, wait, sorry, man. I gotta take this call. Hey, Mom. Yeah, yeah, I meant to call you. I just wanted to let you know that Magic got canceled after Pokemon, but I still wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! tonight. Can you pick me up after Pokemon and bring me back for Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I already told you! Taco Bell isn't hiring! That sign's just deployed by the government to make us perceive that the job market is healthy! Fine! Get a ride from someone else! <sighs> Sorry about that, man. Did you like my ringtone? Yeah, man. Uh, did you, Mom? Yeah, yeah. Hands down the best monster-based anime to come out of the 90s. Right, right. Because Pokemon clearly didn't win that fight. Okay, basic bro. Anyways, I was gonna say that I took an easy dub last night playing Digimon using the purple green eyes aggro deck. Easily the best deck in format. Brother, brother, brother. I don't really give a shit about Digimon TCG. I'm just here to play Pokemon. Okay, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. I'm playing tonight, but um, do you happen to have a Mew Core and I guess now a ride home? You see, I had to sell my Jolteon VMAX deck to pay my mom gas money and build a Blue Eyes deck. 
Sure, dude. You got any trades? I can give you my sleeve commander deck for it. I used it to win last week's tourney. Oh, wait, shit. No, I can't. I had to sell to pay my child support. I've got a dark magician. I only want hard, cold cash or Pokemon cards. And I just remembered that you still have my extra copy of Quick Shooting Intellions. Where's that at? Oh, shit. My bad, man. I sold it to pre-order some Brilliant Stars packs. So you mean to tell me you sold my shit and now you want a ride and you want me to trade you 100 plus dollars in Pokemon cards for a Yu-Gi-Oh card? How can I make it up to you? Well, I mean, you could always take me around back for a quick shooting. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh mighty Arceus, I'm gonna... Listening back to this, Dad, I what? just realized, like, when I'm, like, listening to this again, I was like, when's the skit gonna end? <laughs> I just remember, like... I spent hours on that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was good. And Austin's like, I'm not the one making the <laughs> sounds. He's like, I'm not playing that character. No. <laughs> oh, it yep. was a, it was a oh, good man. one. <laughs> and from there, we just never went yeah. back. And it just got worse and worse from there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just continued progressing. And then, then you know, it's just like fuck it man like if that if that didn't end our end our run then i don't think anything will so <sighs> well we got some more questions here our next question says what is something fundamental about the game that you don't like and how would you fix it oh shit man um you, you want to start on this one fuck man that's hard um yeah i think i've said this before but i think the game really punishes a lot of people going second. It's really hard sometimes to make a comeback. It's so like they're the only thing that's super beneficial for going second right now is how easy they made it from you to take donks. But that's that's a problem in and of itself. That's another problem. I don't think the game is balanced very much for players going second. There were a few exceptions to it, like Arceus being able to maybe Trinity charge three energy or something. But even then, mm. you're hoping to hit a double turbo to even pull that off, and then you might go down two prizes immediately. I think we need more cards that benefit going second and yeah, that like wait to see hammer yeah we need more things that can benefit going second so that people want to go second and it doesn't mean we should benefit it in a way that the person going second gets auto donks either you know it should be that yeah. they get a chip or something or they remove the energy their opponent had but yeah i feel like this game it's so coin flippy that 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 drives me crazy Man, and also, I mean, I'm going to say one more thing. I fucking hate that weakness is times two. I'm sorry. I got to say two here. I hate that weakness is times two. I think weakness yeah. should be kind of like resistance where it's just more damage. But mm -hmm. times two, it doesn't make it hard to jump from 150 to 300. You know, the fact that single prizers can 
easily take out three prizers due to weakness. It drives me crazy. I wish it was just like an increased amount of damage rather yeah. than double. Like fucking plus 60, plus 50, yeah, whatever something the scale like that. is, you know? You know, make a scale where it's plus something instead of times two. Times two is just too big of a variable. It's, it's just yeah, that's ridiculously exponential. All right, man. So I think to fix that, I want to see Wait and See Hammer come back. And if anyone doesn't remember that, that was back during the best time ever with Sylvie Guardian format. Both love that shit. And Wait and See Hammer was a great card because if you went second, you played this card, which you could because we played fucking Green's Exploration. And next, next, and another great card that should come back. Yeah. Where, ah, oh, yes. But anyway, you could grab the Wait and See and Hammer and punish them for going first. And then Sylvie Guardian would do what Sylvie Guardian would do. Mm-hmm. And that is win every fucking game because it's the best deck that ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Get the card game. But no, for the fundamental thing that I think I would change, um, you know, I don't really, honestly, here's what I don't like, man. I don't really like the idea of the Lost Zone coming back. I just think there's mm-hmm. too much. I just think there's too much. You know what I mean? Um, it always pisses me off when there's a new mechanic that comes out, whether it's like the GX coin or the V-Star coin or just different names and different gimmicks. And I personally have an attention span greater than a three-year-old, and I don't need a goddamn gimmick every, you know, every set <laughs> or every yeah. other set to keep my, you know, keep my interest in the card game. So with that being said, like, I don't like that the Lost Zone's coming back or that I ever left. And yeah, that's that's the fundamental flaw I don't like is just the fucking gimmicks, you know? I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Our next question uh, said, "You want to read it? Am yeah, I stepping yeah. on your toes?" Yes, you are. You're stepping on big man's toes, motherfucker. Ooh, <laughs> all five <laughs> foot six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we be worried about Austin having multiple personalities? <laughs> and so, this is definitely uh, on the Discord. My behavior on there and my multiple personalities and. uh the question is, does it make you uncomfortable that I that I'm can go off the handle, man? One day I'm big man, the next I'm Austin. And then if you're really lucky, I turn into Whiskey Austin. <laughs> Whiskey Austin just clicks stupid buttons when he plays the game. And I like playing <laughs> I against really Whiskey fucking... Austin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were playing like I just like we we started out playing some webcam games, me and you. We were playing pretty serious, and I won. <laughs> Regardless of the matchup, I was winning. And then people started getting on, but then by that time, I started getting, you know, tipsy. And I started <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> so then Nick looked like a fucking rock star as I just sit there barely playing, like just fucking up every turn. So, and everyone could see my hands, so they'd see exactly how I fucked up. And yeah. <laughs> they're just laughing. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> So, yes, but so know. the answer to that is yes, we should be worried because yeah. Big Man is the embodiment of everything the Don't Be a Dick segment is about. Yeah. This is this is Yeah, this is Austin getting to live out those fantasies, you know? It's yeah. it, We call these people sociopaths and he's just hiding behind the Discord veil, you know? Mhm. But he he actually yeah. needs help, and this is his. He's calling out to us for help. So everybody, we need to help him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Big Man's. Um, I love his uh picture on the Discord. It's just you know, just flipping the bird. You know, just, <laughs> oh, is, you I know. haven't I haven't looked at it. Is that what? Yeah, it man. 
yeah man like like you know he he makes rare pretty rare appearances but i mean mm-hmm. he was throwing some shade back at glenn that was pretty good yeah something about needing protection around europeans and <laughs> of the butt, of the butt variety um i don't even know man he's pretty rough pretty rough Jeez. around the edges he's done some oh. things and seen some stuff yeah man big man. <laughs> big, big man when he was living in memphis wouldn't have had to fly through uh you know red lights because he was afraid to stop in Memphis at night. Hey man, he was not afraid. He was aware of his surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next question says, "Who wears the pokey pants?" Who wears the pokey pants in the pokey relationship? And I think that refers to the relationship between you and I. And I'm going to answer this. Uh, I think Nick wears the pants in this relationship. I think we have a video proof of that where I am your dom and you are my submissive <laughs> in our yeah, in yeah. our kink relationship. Yeah, it's it involves <laughs> me whipping you with a switch in your bare ass. <laughs> yeah, in your yeah. bare ass. So, I think I think there's video proof of that. <laughs> there's video proof and that that's all right with me because, you know, I'm going to take that I'm going to take that as evidence to court. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the beaten battered mother that the kids, you know, have to come to to be consoled. And that there's proof enough every time we do a uh, Rograt roundup, man. I'm like, I'm the, I'm the mother they love. And then you're the father they fear. They respect you out of fear. <laughs> so yeah, Nick wears the pants. You know, it's all right. He's the breadwinner. But, you know, at the end of the day. It's all about mom. Die, it's all about mom. It's all about mom, man. So I guess I'm the mom. And I'm all right with that. They're going <laughs> to piss on your grave, man. And I guess mine. absolutely well man there's one thing people hate more than an unattentive father (laughs) and that's a do-over dude all right so go ahead and switch and um yeah attach for turn okay yeah and uh yeah keep calling Okay, so sounds good. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna play a. Uh, Whoa, hey, hold on, buddy. Oh, uh, sorry. Remoraid. And, uh, yeah, two sobble. Okay, I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, now you can go, you can go now. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna play a quick ball. Uh, let me, um, let me discard a uh, water energy. Shit, uh, sorry, dude, uh, can I take that? Can I take that back? You, you already. I, I, I meant to discard an air balloon instead. Uh, you already performed the action, man. My my, my finger is still on the you, card. You literally just took your finger off when you were tapping. But, but, but um, just, my, just, hand, my hand was on the card. Just just go for it. Just okay. go for it. Oh, okay, thanks. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, don't mention it. Okay, I'm gonna um, discard that air balloon, and uh, let me get. Uh, I'm gonna grab a Suicune V and uh, play it to my bench. Uh, let me uh, attach a Water Energy uh, to my benched Ice Rider uh, V Max, and now I'm gonna mm, let me play a Level Ball. Gonna grab a Drizzle and um, evolve my Active Sobble. Okay, I'm gonna use my shady dealings ability to search my deck and hopefully find a scoop up net. Uh, um, are you gonna search for level ball? 
Or did you? I, I, I played. I played a level ball to grab Drizzle. Oh, okay, then, man. Okay. Then, okay. I, then I did right. shady dealings. My bad. Shady dealings. Go for it. Okay. I'm yeah. going to search for a scoop up net. Hopefully, I'll be able to pick up my active Drizzle and evolve my benched one, you know? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, crap. I, I don't have my, my scoop up net in my deck. So, do you mind if I go back? And instead of discarding the air balloon, can I go back and discard that water energy I was gonna discard before? No, no, that was that was several actions ago, man. Play it out. Are you sure? Play it out. Like I was gonna do it, anyways. No, play it out, man. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. I'll just grab a Marnie instead, and uh, I'll play Marnie. And we'll, sh we'll shuffle our hands. Uh, okay. Put them on the, the bottom of the deck. <clears throat> I'll draw five and you'll draw four. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's uh, what Marnie does. <laughs> I know. Thanks for letting me know. Okay, uh, Arceus, please bless this hand. Oh, oh no. What? This hand sucks. Wait, wait a minute though. I I actually forgot to draw my card for turn. At the start of the game, at the start of my turn, I forgot to draw my card. Dude, can we, wait, can we just go back? No. We can we can fix this. Take your four cards, put them back on the bottom. I'm not putting my cards back on the bottom. Listen here. It worked. Dude, I'll take my five. See, look. I put my five I take them off the bottom of the deck. Hey, One, hey, two, hush, hush, three. hush, hush, hush. You know, you I know why like you for, you know you know you know why me. you know why you forgot to draw. Because why? you didn't even let me finish my turn before you started your turn. And no, we can't go back. Do you remember what you just did? What did you do this turn? Here, you, you probably don't know. Here's what you did. You played quick ball. You searched your deck. You I shuffled like your deck. I don't like the way you're talking to me. You played level ball. It's like the you way searched my your deck. You shuffled the deck. That's two shuffles. You played level ball. No, I'm sorry. Blame my last. You played. You played shady dealings. You searched your deck. You shuffled your deck. You played Marnie. The, these are hard. You shuffled. Words you're you saying. shuffled your hand to the bottom of the deck. You shuffled your deck three times. You can't. I, I just wanted a, a do over. You. I gave you a do over. I gave you a do over. I don't like the tone you're using. Judge, he's bullying me! This one we went way off script. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the goal of that, like that I had, was just trying to irritate you as much as possible. I was getting, I was just, we just remember getting so pissed off. Like I mean, it, <laughs> like you're, you were forgetting that this was a skit. I was just like, I'm trying to get him so mad, just being the the worst possible opponent the most annoying person but you know these are real people these do-over dudes like these are totally real people don't be a do-over dude don't even ask to redo something don't yeah just just don't i mean you could acknowledge you fucked up after the game you know but even that's pretty that's that's almost that's a dick too. we've talked about it don't yeah. even not in the moment you can be like up oh, i fucked up like and you but I mean, that's yeah. probably your best moment, honestly, is like when you fuck up, just acknowledge it then. If you need to mm -hmm. acknowledge it at all, 
but don't ask to redo it. No, mm-hmm. don't do it. Oh, she's going to end up God on a don't it. be a dick segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you do it. <laughs> so, Fucking, yeah. some more questions we have from our many, many listeners, all <laughs> 110 <laughs> of which were from the Discord that provided these questions, maybe. It says, what are some memorable things about Nick's medieval combat competitions? So for listeners who are not aware, I do basically MMA, wearing a suit of armor with steel weapons, so beat the shit out of each other with weapons. But this this memorable moment is not really about the combat. It was about my time in Serbia. I was doing a tournament in Serbia, in the country of Serbia, and... My buddy and I are sitting on this lawn watching these people fight. And this this Serbian dude walks up to us and he's just like, he doesn't really speak English. He just goes, you American? And we're just like, yeah. Because we're wearing like these American, like basically like a jersey, but it's like medieval. So people know that we're fighting for Team USA. And he's like, we're like, yeah. He just gives us this, he like nods at us. And then he hands us this squeeze pouch kind of like a Capri Sun, but it was just filled, it was just liquor in a squeeze pouch. (laughs) And he just hands us these squeeze pouches and he just goes, drink, drink. And we're just like, well, we're in fucking Serbia and this strange man just walked up to us and handed us a squeeze pouch. (laughs) So, so yeah, we drank it. It was, it's this liquor called Rakia. It's like a Serbian liquor. It was so fucking strange. Dude, it was just like rubbing alcohol. We're just drinking rubbing alcohol like out of a squeeze pouch. Like Everclear shit. Sitting in the lawn watching people fight. And this this strange man just walked up. And then he just, he like handed it to us, nodded, and then just like walked backwards and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) And you you thought it would be safe to drink it. And we did. Yeah. And yeah. it was an enjoyable day. That's that's probably one of the most memorable moments I have. Uh, there's a, Serbia was a crazy place, but that's the, one of the fun well, things of this medieval competition is traveling to weird yeah, places. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know that's fine. Cool. I'm 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 surprised you're still alive, man. You know, <laughs> dude. There were so many moments in Serbia that I was surprised I lived. Like, I needed to get back after the competition to an airport. And all the shuttles had stopped because there was this crazy storm happening, like pouring down mm-hmm. rain. And this was like two hours away to get to the airport from where we were fighting at. So I mm-hmm. flagged this this cab and the dude in it doesn't speak any English. And I'm like, I need to go to, to airport. And I'm trying to make a flying gesture with my arms, like to tell mm-hmm. him that I need to get two hours to Belgrade. And he's like, he tells me some crazy amount in Serbian dollars, which I don't know, and I don't have that much on me. And he's like, I take you to place, get money. So he takes me to this thing to like do a currency conversion. And I, I get him just like, in their money, this is thousands of dollars in Serbian dollars, yeah. which for me was like nothing. This was like 30 bucks, 30, 40 American mm-hmm. dollars or something. And he just drives me there in good faith like he's going to take me there. He could have dropped me off and just taken my money. Like I had to pay him up front. So I pay yeah. him all this money. He could have just left me somewhere and drove off. Mm-hmm. But the dude took me two hours by taxi. Like this was his whole day. I just booked his entire yeah. day of employment, just driving me 
two hours in a taxi to get to an airport. I was amazed I didn't wow. die. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you're here to tell us all about it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, man. You ready for the next question? Yep, yep. All right. Pie or cake and why? You can start, man. Um, neither. Neither? No? Why not? You have to pick something, though. No, I'm not going to seek any out. You know, um, I suppose if I'm at a family holiday event and there is pie sitting next to a piece next to cake and both of which are cut, I will pick the cake. Though, if I walk up to both, the pie has not been cut, but the cake has been cut, I will pick the cake. Mm. But if I walk up to both and the cake has been cut or has not has not been cut, but the pie has been cut, I will pick the pie. I'm indifferent. I don't know. Don't really care. Let me ask you this. Does yeah. cheesecake count as cake or pie? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? It seems like let's it would have more qualities of a pie than a, than a cake. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take this back. Let's take this back. If we have the graham cracker crust, which I know is not real pie, but it's so fucking good, pie all day. Yeah. yeah I think I'm going to go, like, if whatever cheesecake falls under... Yeah, I'm gonna go with cheesecake. Now I will also say this: there's also another pie that I would pick over any cake. I would pick pecan pie over Ooh, any cake. That's pretty good. What like about those shepherd's two. Pie? <laughs> shepherd's pie is yeah. a hot. That's a hot pie, right? What about chicken pot pie? Does that count no, as a pie? Pot pie? Fuck chicken pot pie. <laughs> shepherd's pie all day long. Yeah. yeah. No, so I guess yeah, I'm gonna so, go pie because yeah. I would pick either cheesecake or I would pick pecan pie before I choose a piece of cake. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? I'll go pie. I'll go pie as well. <sighs> yeah. That's a good question. Well, you know what? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so next up, we have a, a skit that was inspired by a local individual. He made it into, I think, a Don't Be a Dick segment at some point. It has to do with, like, the, the frat boy Pokemon trainer. <laughs> We've all come across these. The guy who's too cool to play Pokemon... And he has to voice and vocalize that he's too cool to play Pokemon. He has to be the alpha. What, what was your saying? An alpha among a sea of betas. <laughs> yeah, but you referred it to Pokemon whenever we first did this. Do you remember? Man, referred it to Pokemon. Is it Gyarados hey, among I'll, a sea of Magikarp? I don't know, dude. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. It was, pretty, it was pretty sly. It was pretty sly at the time. But, you know, that's all right. <laughs> This is the Pokey Chad. Uh, pet pairings. Uh, Austin, you're gonna play Nick. Um, Sebastian, you're gonna play Brock. And uh, Connor, Connor, you're gonna play Chad. <sighs> Not Chad. What's up, broski? Man, this place is Biocola, just like the gym, which I just came from. Uh, I have a sweat gland condition. It prevents me from wearing deodorant. Else. Whoa, 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 homie G. No one asked for your life story. Speaking of stories, me and the boys, we were talking the other day, and they were like, brosif. Why does a guy like you play Pokemon every Saturday? And I was like, because homies, homies, homies. 
Saturdays are leg days. And they were like, oh! <laughs> 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 Chad, uh, no food or drinks in the play area. It's okay, homie. It's okay. This is some protein with some creatine mixed in for recovery. Nothing recreational happening in this bottle. Just some lemon balm, cookie dough, ZMA, BCAs, infused homebrewed muscle food. <laughs> How do you take that? Yeah, drink it, duh. But as the boys would say, suppositories are not gay if your homie doesn't look. <laughs> Okay, Chad. Well, hey, please put your drinking apparatus over on the table outside of the play area. Whatever. Just let me finish poning this guy first. Fusion Strike System. Bust out the sweet coon. Cross Fusion Strike. Melodious Echo. And for a game, motherfucker! The best part about that is that Chad is playing Mew. Can I just point that out? Like, I actually came across yeah. several Chads in my time at regionals, yeah. play, and they always play Mew. <laughs> I think we can just yeah. come to a consensus that if you're a Chad, you're probably playing Mew, and that's only because we don't have a good Machamp deck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I, I went back and looked it up while we were playing the skit. Um, mm. You first brought up Would You Like to Battle with the Frat Boy Trainer in Episode 5. Which is no longer available to listeners. No longer available. It's the Pokey Rogue you know. Private Reserve. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's only available to me and you, and I'm not going to go back and listen to it. Are you? No. We've lived no. it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, this was a good one. Uh, I really, this one was fun. I think we had gotten pretty mature with our skits. We felt pretty comfortable, so we just fucking, you know, just went for it. So our next question was, is, have you played any other TCGs or CCGs? So trading card games or collectible card games? What about you, Austin? Um, like a few games of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, just to kind of learn the mechanics, but it was like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's too, yeah, yeah. it's just like, there's too many, it's too short, too fast paced, too fucking, like too many answers to shit. And it's like, yeah, there's strategy there, but there's not at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then that's about it, man. I mean, I played other like, strategy-based games like Catan, you know, but, you know, that's not the question. So, yeah, yeah, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, I played the Lord of the Rings trading card game. Fucking awesome uh-huh. game from Decipher. Wonderful yeah. game, wonderful design. I have, I actually have more fun playing, to be honest, the Lord of the Rings trading card game than Pokemon in most instances. I, I like the mechanics of the game better. Yeah. But uh, it actually still has a pretty thriving community online, there's a server for it and people play the game still to this day. It's been, I think, out of print since like 2006. But yeah, still so. being played. I see video, I see pictures of people playing in real life, getting together at pubs and stuff in Europe and all over the, you know, the United States too, meeting up with groups and playing it in real life. So it's got a little cult following. And mm-hmm. uh, besides that, you and I both yeah. played the trading card yeah. game I created. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
set. I knew you were going to get to that. Yeah, I got to get to that. Doesn't even have a name yet. Doesn't have an official name yet. Set in the 100 Years War. I think it's got a lot of great mechanics. It's what I wish a trading card game was. And Austin's been helping me play test it to improve the game and coming up with some good ideas. Getting it balanced and, um, you know, so right now you're kind of at the point of continuing trying to break the game. I know I did that at one point in time where I drew like fucking 30, 35 cards in one turn. And you're like, all right, this is probably a little broken. Um, And that fact that like that, the fact that I was able to do that alone won me that game. Um, You know, so like there's some balancing issues, but you've since kind of reserved it. And it's more like to spitballing ideas and you're implementing all of these mechanics. And it's really a lot of fun. I'm excited for the, where we get to the point where we can put it out to the public. Well, you put it out to the public and all that. So, yeah, we got to get back awesome. to testing it again. I'm, I'm going to have to send you because I just created new deck lists for it after revising. Mm-hmm. And I, I revised like probably 75 or so cards out of like the 120 or whatever I have for this space mm-hmm. set. And there's a ton of revisions, rule revisions, lots of things that are going to balance it. So we're going to have to do some webcam games and yeah. and continue yeah, to like- test it. Maybe we'll do one or two on the Discord. You know, not with not with Glenn from Belgium. That guy's fucking shady. He'll steal. Yeah, that he'll shit. fucking steal the idea. Sell it to those mm-hmm. Europeans. But yeah, it's it, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's a, it's a fun game. I'm excited to be able to eventually take it out to the public. Yeah, I'm excited too. And once we get the the rules a little bit more hammered out, I'm going to script it online so we can play this a little bit faster and a little bit more efficiently and get more repetitions in. But yeah, I'm excited, man. It's an awesome project you've been working on. So probably I like I like playing it a lot. We played a couple games, and I like the way it makes me think. Um, think I think it, it, it requires a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. I think to so, I think to play it well, it's going yeah. to require a lot of thought. Like I think it's hard for newer players to kind of jump into mm-hmm. it. But trying to go back and kind of revise some of that though, because we need some you know put in some more fun factor. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a thinking game. Lots yeah, and without much context, I went all out and wanted to get a fucking cannon out, which required so many pieces. And I'm like, I got this fucking cannon out. <laughs> and I went so balls to the wall that it didn't even help me. But I knew that going into it. But we were yeah. like, I want to see what, what, what it's like to get this cannon out, you know. And it wasn't as crazy as we thought. And people were like, what, a cannon? Yeah. So um, before we move on, Nick has made this historically accurate. It's fucking awesome. You've been doing a lot of research and obviously you're very passionate about that stuff. So it comes across in the card game and it's it's fucking awesome. And you know, who knows when it'll you know we'll make it available, but yeah, it's good shit. So sweet. Our next question we had is any favorite food spots back in Memphis? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna list a couple off. So I only found this place right before I left. It's called Belly Acre Farms. Oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it was so good and like um we just um my second daughter had just been born like my wife did all the hard work but i was still pretty fucking tired i'm like i just need to like get out of the hospital for a couple minutes and go get some dinner for us and i happened across there and it was awesome like just really good food and like really good service so if you're ever down there in memphis like 10 out of 10 go to belly acre farms um and then other than that like Usually just all the places that I went with you, Nick, that we would go and eat. So I feel like we hit just like, takeout bar stuff most of the time from that one bar. I mean, it was good shit, It was, though. yeah, stuff you could get at night. Uh, yeah. just, since leaving Memphis, the only thing I've missed is, is a Vietnamese restaurant called Pho Bin. Just best mm-hmm. fucking lemongrass tofu. 
curry tofu, you know, best. If you like yeah. Vietnamese food, it's fantastic. It's the only thing I really don't have here. <clears throat> but uh, besides that, that's that would be my recommendation. If you go through Memphis, yeah. check out Phô Bin. Yeah, and you notice we didn't really say anything about the barbecue. I mean, it's fine. Just fucking go somewhere and get it, you know. Yeah. Rendezvous is like, everyone's going to go to Rendezvous. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I do want to mention that pub place we went to. It was pretty fucking good because that's what we'd eat. And, you know, we eat most of the time when we're recording the podcast. What was the name of it? Uh, Young Avenue. Yeah. Be careful, though. Pretty rough part of town. I mean, all of it's pretty rough part of town. And then. <laughs> The place um, up in Millington that you would go to, what was, what was the name of that place? Los Pilares? No. Yeah, I think it was Los Pilares. Yeah, that that yeah. Spanish place. The Mexican yeah, place. and we eat there a lot because we get takeout when you guys, you and Jazz would come and visit us up in Millington. And then, you know, I met you down there for a couple. We know we ate there a lot. So pretty good place up in Millington. Not Memphis, 30 minutes north, but probably the best Mexican in the area. So Yeah, I would go. agree. I, I think that's probably the best. If you ever fuck up and find yourself in Memphis, go eat at those places. <laughs> <laughs> all right man what we got next next we're gonna take a trip down memory lane to relive the multitasker yeah <laughs> all right parents are up at table one we got morgan playing ron at table two we got austin playing nick and at table three tyler plays jeffy hey man is it cool if we play here? I just have to finish up raiding this den real quick. Shining hunting is a grind, but baby, is that grind worth it? Uh, sure man, that's cool. Just make it snappy. I'm playing Mew, so I need all the time I can get for my actions. Okay, seven off the top. Shit, mulligan! It's all good, man. I just have to do some EB training while you get your shit together. Okay, let's try this again. Another mulligan! Okay, okay. Okay, I have a basic now. Okay, I'm just gonna do my Melody Strike for 310 and knock out your active Pokemon. Uh, how did you get three Fusion Strike energy into play this turn? I didn't see you playing Elisa Sparkle. Had you been paying attention and not clipping your damn toenails while playing on the Switch and blasting your music from your beats around your neck, maybe you would have seen that I played Elisa Sparkle before my second Fusion Strike system. And I mean, fuck's sake, there's an Elisa Sparkle in my discard pile! Actually, right as you were about to do your second Fusion Strike system, I was clipping my big toenail and it landed on your discard pile. So we can just use that as a waypoint to prove that you're cheating! First of all, that's fucking disgusting! And second, turn that emo screamo shit down! And lastly, stop diddling yourself under the table! I have to wear these headphones so that my girlfriend doesn't see the hickey that my sister gave me last night! Plus, I feel like really sad right now! My starter for my Nuzlocke run for Brilliant Diamond just got hit with a crit and died! Judge! So, if you guys haven't realized, <laughs> these things, they go from a zero to a hundred really quick. <laughs> I think that's the underlying theme is like 
it just just goes off on these these you know fucking random they just beers left really quickly so i love with this that you were actually like clipping your toenails at the table with the nail clipper <laughs> and you can if you listen closely you can hear the nail clipper we wanted that in the yeah. skin fuck dude that one that one actually took a couple tries it was um, well we had know, to get we, the music playing right we had to get the screamo music in the background playing off of a, a phone or something headphones, headphones yeah, so it so, sounded yeah. like it was you know, being li- like in the distance. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot my switch. So we were we were playing that through my laptop, um, and then I was clipping my toenails and or my <laughs> thumbnail actually, and we kept doing the same finger. So by the end of it, like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I ended up with an ingrown fingernail because I ended up having to like trim so much off. Yeah. So that was the most complex, and we did fuck that one up a lot. So you know, we normally pride you know ourselves in going one through, but that one was that one was really difficult. And I thought, man, this one's actually pretty relatively like safe. But then it goes off into fucking incest pretty quickly. So right, <laughs> it doesn't take long. <laughs> so our next questions we have are: What cards are your favorite or card cards based on their mm-hmm. artwork? What are you thinking, mm-hmm. Austin? You know, I don't really give a fuck about the artwork. Um, yeah. To be just to be honest with everyone, but there's like a Sun and Moon Onyx that's pretty cool. It's just so obscure and different. Um, and it's like the Onyx is underground and it's not really detailed, but it's just it's just different than most things that you see. So that one comes up. But um, if I have to put you know an absolute one, the one that's impressed me, one I haven't purchased yet, is the Neuven V Altart where it's like doing a, you know, a nose bomb off of a building and it's just mm, yeah. very detailed. It's a it's very a good card. card. So if I were to ever buy one in a slab, it probably would be that card just because I think it's, it's the most impressive I've ever seen. Yeah. What about you, man? So I'm going to, I'm going to pick two here. I'm going to pick one that's a vintage card and I'm going to pick one modern. Okay. So my modern is going to be the leafy on V alt art where it's laying in the leaves. Oh, I love it. Such it's just a, it's such a natural setting to see mm-hmm. Leafy on in a pile of leaves. He looks adorable. I love him. I want. I wish he was my pet when I see this card. Like not just my pet, but my my like confidant in life. Like I want him walking so? by my side. Yeah. When I see yeah. that card. So that's okay. it for modern cards. That's going to be my my top for vintage cards. I'm going to go with the Neo Discovery Umbreon. Which is the one where yeah. he's, you know, he's perched and you see the moon in the background and the foil pattern on these old cards is just wonderful. I mean, that moon is just brilliant. It's shining in the background and you just see him just kind of sitting there perched all ominous, but it's a beautiful card. Yeah, I, I actually can recall, like I can visualize that one. That's just gorgeous card. And um, you're a big fan of that era of artwork and you, you've, you've mentioned it several times and so... Yep, that's yeah. it, man. If I so, if I was gonna make a list of like ten of them, I'd be probably eight or of them are gonna come from the Wizards of the Coast era of cards. Mm-hmm. I just I just love the way that the foil patterns, the swirls and the spirals, and some of that like yeah. it they were unique and they varied from card to card. And I, I really liked just when they when it just lined up perfectly. Exactly, that was you know, and like you know, like some some love went into those cards not that they don't today mm-hmm. but um but just in general like the alt arts that are coming out today they're gorgeous and they're in abundance and you know i'm not really upset by it yeah other than the, so 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, next up, you want to go and read it off? Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, where are we at? Okay, yeah. Any good milis- military stories from Austin? Um, nah, like not like any I can put like my thumb on. Like a lot of like really good secondhand stories mm-hmm. that are pretty fucked up. Um, I don't know. Just like this is even like this is the one that comes to mind, and I don't know why. Um, part of my schooling was we had to get these um, like it's just this piece of equipment, and they had these really huge capacitors on the bottom side of it. And basically, they they would hold a charge, and capacitors are really dangerous pieces or components um, of electronic equipment for several reasons, but mostly because if you touch them, you can create a short, and they'll discharge, going through your body and explode, and you know they're they're pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, we walk into this classroom, and we have to do like live, you know, like we have they break it in various ways, very intentionally. And it's our it's our responsibility to go through and like find out what's wrong with the, with the equipment. But there is just in the corner of the classroom, there's one piece of the equipment that we're all working on. It's mm-hmm. just exploded. Like it's just fucking mangled. And it's they were like, someone died there. <laughs> like, and I was like, and they're like, and I'm like, what? You know, and they're like, and they do this in reason. And it's to teach this, you know, the, the safety. And they're like, they didn't follow CSOS, which is basically how to secure equipment when you're testing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why there's plexiglass on all of these pieces of equipment. And I'm like, oh, fuck, now you're watering it down for us so we don't fucking die. You know, like, give us the real shit. <laughs> um, that was it. Like, that scared the shit out of me. Um, and for good reason, you know, so like, and then like, you know, crawled under there and like just looked at the capacitor and I'm like, holy fuck. And, um, but it was surrounded in plexiglass. So, I mean, that was, you know, at the deprivation of our, our, um, you know, education, we got safe plexiglass and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, but then they were like, don't worry if, if, if he really wants to, it'll discharge through that glass. It doesn't fucking care. So that's the one that comes to mind. Okay. Not really good one, but just one. Next up, we have the question, Articuno, Zapdos, or Moltres, and why? <sighs> All right, man. I'm just going to fire away. Um, Articuno and Galarian Articuno, all, both ways. Both their variants. Yeah? You like both of them more? Yeah, I like the artwork style. Um, I really love the Articuno playmat that I got for qualifying for the team challenge when I knocked you out of it. That was pretty <laughs> fucking cool. Pretty <laughs> awesome playmat. Um, so, yeah. I really, the Galarian Moltres has a lot of relevant cards right now. And then, you know, and I like Galarian Zapdos V just because it's fucking good. But Articuno all the way, both both regional variants. Bye-bye. I gotcha. Um, I'm going to go with Moltres. I like yeah. I like uh, Galarian Moltres. I mm-hmm. like the way it looks. It's like a dark menacing bird. Fire Moltres, I just keep thinking back to like Blaine's Moltres. Like there was mm-hmm. a card of that. And it literally like the... The art of it looks like real fire. It just, I mean, you, it really comes off. You realize this bird is like just pure flames when you see yeah. the Blaine's Moltres card. I remember having that card and being like, man, this bird is just fucking fire. There's nothing else but fire. Yeah. So I do, I and do that, like that. That just resonated with you. Yeah. Just yeah. the fact that it wasn't just a bird with fire, but like on this card, it actually looked like he was made of fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess to advocate for Zapdos, um, 
when I was playing the card game or the the video games, like that was the only legend bird, legendary bird I could find, mm-hmm. you know, organically. So I guess that was kind of always resonates with me. I think when I did find Articuno in the the sea cave, it, I I killed it and mm. was too dumb to realize I could to save beforehand. So you know, but like I said, it was an organic experience. So I, mm-hmm. for, you know, so that, that that's the case. I'll plead for Zapdos. You know, just going into the power plants and seeing it for the first time being a level 50 and just, just you know, shit in my pants <laughs> after eating Taco Bell. Of course, of course. Uh, definitely after Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up, man, we're going to relive the shady card dealer. Everyone's got a shady card dealer experience. So let's get into it. <laughs> Hey man, I heard of the guy to go to for a quick shooter and a pinch. Can you help me out? Hmm, depends who's asking. You a snitch? Whoa, no man. I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Sorry, you can never be too careful. I'm pretty sure the shop owner's on to me for selling cards. I'm just trading for cash, that's all. Anyways, I've got a hollow rare, so that'll be 20 bucks per. Yowza. Damn, man. I'm looking to drop 20 on my opponent's Pokemon once per turn. Not $20 on a card that goes for $3, you know, TCG low. Okay. Do I look like TCG player low to you? Didn't think so. I've got raw product ready for you right here, right now. For you to play in a few minutes. If you can't swing my price... And you can always trade me some bulk fees. I also accept Venmo, PayPal, Zeal, cash in a sleeve, nudes, Bitcoin, and sexual favors as forms of payment. Okay. Okay. Here's my trade binder. Look there for some bulk fees. Hmm. Now we're talking. Okay, Mew VMAX. Two dollars sounds fair. Alt-Art Umbreon VMAX is a little wear on the edges, so three dollars. Leafeon VMAX, oh, there's a good one. Fifty cents. Man, get the fuck out of here with these prizes. I will not partake in your shady dealings. Uh, what seems to be the problem over there? This, this dude's trying to undercut your business by peddling singles at outlandish prices. Uh... I told you last week that if I caught you doing this shit again, I would ban you from the store. Now, get out of here now, you hear? Whatever, man. Don't hate me because you're too yellow-belly to commit to stocking your cases with relevant singles. Your cases are crusty, just like your wife before I fucked her last night. Hey, all you motherfuckers in this place! 2006 white Nissan Altima with custom rims and tinted windows. Stop by if you want some singles and a good time. If you know what I mean. Just ask your mothers. Two hours later. Oh, oh, hey, Mom. I was wondering if you could give me $5. I'm at the game store. So that I can play Pokemon, of course. What? You're already here? A white Ultima? Judge! 
this is the point where like reoccurring characters was just the staple of, of <laughs> the, the skits, metaverse you know? i think someone said of pokey rogue we started <laughs> bringing back these characters and we're like okay we got the shop owner we got the man child yeah um this was the shady dealer's first card appearance um the judge has been reoccurring you know so just some of the best ones. So <laughs> I love this skit because I think everyone comes in contact with the shady card dealer who's trying to sell cards in someone else's store. And at some point in time, they get caught and either get threatened mm-hmm. to be kicked out or they get kicked out of the store. Yeah, but they don't stop there because then they just take the shit out to the parking yeah, lot. Then they like, literally show up at runners at league or whatever, and they're just parked outside a league, just making mm-hmm. their rounds. Yeah, man, it's. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, especially in like, um, you know, there's one specifically in Memphis. I mean, he always had the cards he needed and, you know, definitely came through when he needed him most. But like he would just be be fucking brutal with the prices of cards, you know, like things that you thought had value or merit. Say you collected a playset of a couple of V's and you're like, Mm -hmm. this is a playset that has a little added value to me because if I wanted to play it, I could and be like, man, fucking 50 cents per. And you're like, (gasps) right and it was just like he's like no i'd I'd rather keep this in my binder yeah you'd see something as uh like you'd see the price on tcg player you'd be like okay well Mm -hmm. hey i can buy you know four of these off tcg player for this i'll give this to you now and he'd be like well you're gonna have to pay shipping on each of those if you buy them so he's like this card costs two dollars in tcg player but a dollar shipping so i'm gonna charge you a dollar on each of them and you're gonna pay three dollars per instead of two dollars and I'm like oh fuck man dude you got him here i'm here to buy him no one else is buying this card yeah so i mean like they definitely <laughs> they definitely recognize the the service they're providing and they will capitalize mm-hmm. on it, it is, almost uh, all of them in the pokey so ecosystem you are sure to find a shady card dealer and sometimes you can't avoid them sometimes you need them you know Just, yep so they're they're a necessary evil so next question mm-hmm. we have is, if you had to fight one celebrity, who would it be? All right, all right, all right. So I've been thinking about this. Yeah? And, like, I don't really give a fuck about celebrities enough to keep up with them and be like, I, I, I do or don't like them. You know what I mean? And um, so to that end, just on, like, face value, people I mm-hmm. don't like – and I don't know any really much about him, but maybe Pete Davidson. Don't really. Who is who is that? You really, gotta tell me, man. I don't, I don't even know um, who that is. Well, he's dating Kim Kardashian now, or one of the Kardashians. So I mean, that tells you a bunch. Um, oh yeah, he's a pretty funny guy, but like, just doesn't really jive well with me. So like, just just on the surface level, like, if I were to pick anyone, but if I wanted to win, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> if you wanted to win. <laughs> That's that's pretty fucked up. May he rest in peace. Jeez. Oh, so, what about you, man? There is one celebrity man that I've hated for years. If I hear a song by this celebrity, if I see oh, him, God. dude, I just I want to hit this person so much. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. I know it you is Bruno that. Mars. Ah, oh, fuck that guy, man. Bro, fucking Bruno Mars, dude. If I, I have hated yeah. him for so long. I hate his music. I hate his lyrics. He's always talking about flexing money and everything's ostentatious. And I can't stand mm-hmm. that type of a person. Like it's a dis- it's, it's a waste of oxygen. He's a you know. There's so much you could do with the money, and he's just encouraging people to be overspending and. 
bragging about fucking money and wealth and all the shit he has. And that, oh, man, I just mm-hmm. want to fucking hit him in the face. Yeah. What do you do I'll, it? I will. You'll do it. <laughs> if I see him. If it were appropriate, yeah. <laughs> if it, would, if it was an charges. appropriate situation, I would yeah. hit him with a dueling glove and challenge him to a cage fight. Yeah. I will absolutely fight you know, Bruno Mars. Sign a waiver where no soul charges can come. Right, right. Well, if someone can help assign, you know, arrange this, if someone could help me yeah. arrange this, I will gladly fight Bruno Mars. You know what? You, you've let me bar everything I've said in the past. Who I would fuck up in an instant. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do, you, why do you hate Ed Sheeran? I mean, I don't really like him either. He's kind of annoying, but. Yeah, just, just a dweeb. Yeah. You know? He's a dweeb. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, you know, people may come back and, and say I'm jealous of him, envious of him. You know, sure, he's he's doing some things better than I am. But at the end of the day, like, I don't consider myself a dweeb. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then if we're we're if we're going on this choo choo train, uh, was it John Mayer? <laughs> Don't really like that shit. Um, that music is fucking annoying. Um, that's the the only saving grace is that he's in the Curious George movie. Um, they they hired him to do that. I did not I know that. Well with that movie. Yeah, um, check it out. Pretty decent listen. And there's one more in that, like something Jackson or another John. Ja- oh, Jack Johnson. Oh fuck that guy right there. Yeah, making you know, banana right pancakes, dude. So, you know, and that's just like the acoustical, like fucking, I don't have some PC names for them, so I won't say them, but it's, yeah, you know, just this man, nah, that's not even PC either. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just stop being so outward with your inner feelings. Yeah. Bottle that shit up. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> yeah, Austin's all for that toxic masculinity. <laughs> Bottle those tears up. I don't want to see you fucking crying, boy. No, I just don't like the music. <laughs> uh, they just they just piss me off, and it's just very whiny. Um, and that's something that Bruno Mars. Did you ever hear "Never Shout Never" like back in the day? You want to um, hear whiny? Dude, sounds like he's fucking crying. Is that not the All American Rejects? No, no, no. All American Rejects is completely different. I mean, they got their punk pop, but no, never shout, yeah. never, dude, dude. This, this dude, go listen to him if you want to okay. get angry. Listening to mm-hmm. music that's not supposed to make you angry, listen to him. If you're anything but a thirteen-year-old girl, dude, you're gonna be so frustrated. Never shout, never. Never shout, never. Is it worse than Ed Sheeran? Man, fuck it's Ed worse Sheeran, than Ed man. Sheeran, dude. It's worse than Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you know absolutely. What, like, you know, if we have 90 listeners because I make this statement, I don't give a fuck. Fuck Ed Sheeran, Jack Johnson, whatever his name was, um, <laughs> Bruno Mars, and the other guy, John Mayer. Just If you listen to them, you know, go back to the fucking mid or late to mid 2000s, 2010s, and stay there. Because, <laughs> yeah, just stay there. Okay, okay. Right. So next up, we have... What is your favorite waifu and why? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna guess yours, no, and then no, you no, have no. to reread re, 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 it. Re, favorite waifu. Fa- oh, sorry. Favorite waifu card and yeah. why? Okay. Okay, you can. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess yours. All right. It's that that illegal misty card. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just you, you're predictable. You're you're all about misty. You love I'm not Misty. All about Misty. You are all about Misty, dude. You love Misty. I, not, you got her red hair. I, you got the side boob on the card. I 
so let me let's take this back yes uh, i'll tell everyone now i'm i'm into redheads i married a redhead and i'm I'm proud of it i'll i'll, I'll tell it to anyone that'll listen but i'm not really into the whole waifu thing mm-hmm. i bought this card inadvertently um back in like it was about four or five years ago i bought a bulk thing of trainers from ebay it was like fucking 200 trainers bulk trainers for like five bucks i was like fuck it why not um and i bought it and in there was the band boo band moo moo milk art several of those and a few of these misty ones like no one someone just didn't know what they had it's not super valuable mm-hmm. i had to guess it's probably like a 30 40 card now it's gone up a lot in value um and people can price check it and verify that i could be shooting high i could be shooting low but I was like, this is so fucking cool. So I hung on to them because I knew like there's it's banned and you know it's interesting that what was banned back then is would be acceptable now because like the shit that's on the cards now, it's like mm-hmm. it's pretty bad. If you've seen the modern day Misty cards, I think they're much worse than what oh, yeah, this card had. And it's just interesting. I think it's an interesting if Pokemon cards had much of a history, that is it. I think it's really cool. I think it's cooler than talking about the fucking base set Charizard. I mean, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, to that end, so yeah, my favorite waifu card would be the base set um, Misty card, mostly because I have it. I have several of them, and I didn't have to pay for them, and I happened across them accidentally. Mm-hmm. Also, in that lot of trainers, I came up with like some level balls and the quick balls, like the ones that you can play that are been reprinted. So that's pretty cool. So I found shit that was pretty relevant, that, you know later on that got reprinted so yeah what about you man you have to guess i guess yours greens ex- full, full art greens exploration nope that would not be my girl i okay. like i liked what the card yeah. does but if i'm gonna have to pick a waifu i don't know if i even call these Marty. a waifu did you have one more guess one more guess um fuck dude um school girl <laughs> <laughs> no no, that would be that would be All terrible right. too. I'm a teacher. No, I'm going to pick <laughs> Mina. Okay, yeah. I can pick. I like I'm, Mina. I'm gonna pick Mina because yeah, I'm not about these like these over sexualized waifu cards and stuff. No, dude, Mina. Mm. She's an artsy girl. She looks yeah. really chill. She looks calm. She's just painting. You know, she's got a baggy yeah. T-shirt on. She's got some jeans and like Converse. She's just your your typical kind of hipsterish chill art girl. I can second That's that the- card for the fact that I had that full art card and mm-hmm. I played it as a one of whenever I played Silver Guardian. It was one of the cards you didn't play that I played, and it was a really good card. Um, it was a good card as well, right? We the- got to attach the extra fairy yeah, you energy. You got to attach a fairy energy. You got to search the deck and attach it, and then you manually attached. And with Sylvie being so deliberate, it was a really good card at the time. So you didn't really utilize it, and I think that was like one of the subtle differences. In I, play, our, in I our, played in Mina. I played Mina in my really? deck. Yeah, I definitely played Mina. Man, I was looking for excuses to play Mina. That was my that was my girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my girl. You know, everyone else has got uh, their like their like busty Melanie and all that. I'm just like. Yeah, Mina, man, that that's the kind of girl I would have dated right there. You know what's funny is because your wife is is pretty artsy. You know, she was yeah, in the I mean, that's, design I've, for a while. So every I feel like every every Mina is the embodiment of my type, basically. Yeah. So that's that's it, dude. So I mean, don't give me shit, man. I mean, that's that's my type. But no, I'm not really not really into Misty. I think the whole waifu scene is it's pretty gross. You yeah. know, so but you know who but, you know, you know what else we're not into. 
Do you know what, what? else? What are we not into? Fucking Cramorant. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, I've hated Cramorant since I was a kid. It all started when I was 12 and my parents got a divorce. Soon after, when my mom started dating again, she brought home Cramorant. He seemed okay at first, besides the fact that he was a Pokemon bird. But it soon turned out to be my mom's worst decision ever. He eventually moved in, and that's when it all went wrong. To start, now all we could have for any meal was Aracuda. It was Aracuda for breakfast, Aracuda for lunch, Aracuda for dinner, Aracuda, Aracuda, Aracuda. If I never eat another bite of that trash fish again, it'll be too soon. And we weren't even allowed to cook it. It had to be eaten fresh right out of the water. It was disgusting watching him swallow down an entire live fish, throat open wide, gulping it down like a fucking animal. Then the drinking started. Every night when he would come home from work, my mother would have to have dinner ready for him and a bottle of Iris's Opelucid City whiskey opened and waiting for him. He wouldn't stop until the bottle was empty. Oftentimes he would become violent. One night he got so drunk, that motherfucker pulled a knife on me and cut off my ear. So you ask me what I think of Cramorant? I can honestly say, fuck that guy. And I fucking hate Crama. Oh shit. I think he heard me. No! No! Stop! You're hurting me! Ow! Ow! My eye! <laughs> you know, I, that had to be included as one of the most memorable moments, dude. So, sore thumb collector, one of our listeners, put so much effort into making that skit. And I yeah. love it, dude. I listened, to, I have gone back and played that so many times. Yeah, it's pulled through. I, I, I definitely, I have the, the audio file to save on my phone. Um, you know, he gave this to me before I left Memphis or, you know, sent it to me and I was showing all my coworkers and like how fucking cool it was. And everyone that really pitched into that little special, it was awesome. And, but you know, sore thumb, he went the extra mile. And so I'm, I'm glad that you decided to put that on here because it's pretty fucking awesome. Right. I had to, I had to, I had to dude. I just wanted, you know, as, as people haven't listened to every episode, that is one of those moments. And I think that episode actually kind of got the lower views, you know, people didn't take yeah. it as a full episode and I think they're missing out. They're missing out mm -hmm. on that skit if they haven't listened to it. So I want to give them a chance. Hey, if you're going to listen to the 50th episode, listen to Come fuck Kramer. Listen, to, man. listen yeah, to it's a special. It's like 20 minutes long, but it's, it's 20 minutes of fucking it's goody. Grade a quality content yeah usually our content's around a grade c so great i mean mm -hmm. that's two grades higher just yeah, like this that. is just a sample of it you know of all the fucking you know the awesome shit and this is where we got a lot of the listeners involved into it so mm -hmm. definitely so, go back to that one so our next question is if you could make one card disappear what card would it be hmm You know, Deep in thought. Yeah, you, there's really not a whole lot, man. Like nothing that like I haven't just like been on limitless enough to like be, you know, irked by one specific card. So uh, maybe Cramomatic, really. Uh, I think that is think so. Even though it's a flip, yeah, it's a flip, but it's still a discard. It, it I think it's what pushes Mew past the brink of you know, like mm. Mew was fine, Mew was broken. But then it kept me, it's what's kept me relevant, I feel like, and it has allowed the engine to go. So I don't really like Cramorant. It really pisses me off. Uh, second to that, Battle VIP Pass. It just pisses me, nothing pisses you off more than when someone plops that shit down. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. So those two cards. I think, uh, I think we're all just naming cards from the same deck. So my <laughs> most, my most hated card is Elisa Sparkle. 
Yeah. I hate the card. And I I hate the card because is it's what makes Meloetta dunking a problem. I don't mm. think you should be able to attach two more energy that you don't even have in your hand, that it searches them from the deck, that you can play yeah. four copies of this obscure special energy, that it will search two of them out and attach them. Yeah, and it meets the condition of what Mellow and it's, yeah. Yeah, you know, if it was search out one, yes, because in the past we had things like, you know, get one extra energy. Not mm. search for these two special things that make the Meloetta get the dunk. The game, so them. many games just yeah. end immediately. It's the result of Elisa's. And yes, Cramomatic helps them get Elisa's and stuff, but Elisa's yeah. makes it so easy. It could have been fixed by attach one energy. Yeah. Or you can't yeah, search them from your deck. Dumb. They have to be in your hand. That way you got to get three in your to, hand yeah. to pull it off. You know, there's so many. Or you have to get them from your discard pile. Yeah. Like some extra condition. Right. Yeah, I think it needed yeah. something else. Searching from the deck and two is just, it's a little over the top. It's broken. It's its just fucking dumb is what it is. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you there, man. Okay, we got right, one man. more. We, we got, got another it. question here. All right, man. So what are your favorite bands? And I think this is so the person who asked it, Swartham Collector, can judge us. So yeah. you got your list ready, man? I got, I got a, a, pretty, a pretty decent list here, yeah. Yeah, I've got a pretty good one too. So you want to go in first? Okay, let's get start naming some off. Okay. So these are all over the place. Some stuff's older, some stuff's newer. I got My Chemical Romance, Jefferson Airplane, Atreyu, Silverstein, Mallrat of Monsters and Men, Phoebe Bridges, Brandy Carlisle, Bright Eyes, Billie Eilish, and Julian Baker. I don't really like a Monsters of Men, man. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah? Um, yeah, just... Yeah, not my style. A little, little too close to the, the previous genres and <laughs> things I don't like about on the other stuff. But, you know, that's all right. Um, but My Chemical Romance, I listened to when I was in junior high and I was hormonal. So... Uh, <laughs> Did you like it? I you guess, liked it then? Yeah, I'll, 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 I listen to it now. Like, I'll listen to the album of Chronicles of Life and Death, I think. I think that's no that's not my chemical romance no. is it not i think so no oh well well maybe not maybe you didn't listen to my chemical romance then but you should probably i did not because it's yeah, fucking I'll, I'll give them a brilliant listen. dude i just keep listening to them ever since i was like 13 and i'm still listening to them today yeah hold on hold on a man i i could have swore that that is one of their albums no it's not yeah who are you talking Fuck about me I don't know who I'm talking about. It's it's of that same era, same genre. So some here, type we'll of screamo here. emo music from Chronicles, the thousands, early thousands, early two, yeah, I guess mid thousands. Here we go. Keep talking. I want to find the good Charlotte. <laughs> oh, good Charlotte. So yeah, that's that's yeah. like pop emo music. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I listened similar. to some good so, Charlotte back in the day. They just didn't like the technicality of the the composition itself didn't really appeal to me and you know my chemical romance lyrics are just crazy it was it wasn't necessarily yeah. that they were i felt like with my chemical romance it was like a musical theater production like you mm -hmm. could just listen to an album from start to finish and imagine a story that's taking place and all the songs lead you through a story so some that's one of those bands where like i just will listen to if i'm on a road trip i just go through the mm -hmm. entire album and just oh, try dude, to listen, think in my head. 
I listen to albums in their entirety. Um, so that's, I think that's the best way to capture what artists are trying to do. I mean, there's a couple where like, I'll do like one piece, you know, a song here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, but for my favorite artist, um, I mentioned it before arcade fire has probably been my longest Mm -hmm. running favorite group. Um, kind of was turned on to them when I was in junior high. So like a couple years after their first albums came out and that's, that's one I go back to and one I'm excited about when their albums drop. Um, other than that, beach house, beach fossils, astronauts, etc., little dragon, um, Beirut. And so things of that. So kind of like uplifting kind of surfer pop, mm-hmm. uh, like this, this very flowing guitar in the background, constant guitar with like an upbeat and it can have pretty fucked up, you know, messages, but just like the music is upbeat in general. Right. And I don't know if I mentioned them, but did I say real estate? A band just called real estate? No. Yeah. Say- real estate. Yeah. So that is uh, currently probably my favorite and one that's really jived with me and has been through, been with me through a lot of life moments. So definitely like be or real estate is, is up there on the list. So as my number one favorite and then yeah. arcade fire as my longest running relevant favorite group so yeah i just really like just dig um shit with shit with meaning um mm-hmm. with like when thoughts been put into it um if i go really crazy or like a really light stuff i would think that like i kind of dig is like tyler the creator the drums where i'm more so like just liking the musical entities and you know all of the layers that are added to it and appreciating for the music but not necessarily the meaning so mm-hmm. but yeah man that's the shit i dig fucking just sweet <laughs> now people can yeah. now people can judge us on our, the music we like there yeah you go. what we listen to and this it's one, crazy we don't really have a lot of common ground no, between us you know we're old you were different ages you're like five years yeah, man, man. most of the bands you need i know like arcade fire i know some of those bands but like they were not really something people was listening to much when I was in high school mm-hmm. as far as, yeah, far no, as they... that stuff. And then stuff I like now, I mean, I, I like a lot of like acoustic folk where it's like fucked up meanings and, and the lyrics are what's yeah. doing it. Not, not like acoustic yeah. folk pop. I mean like more like your indie stuff that's kind of out there, acoustic folk, but yeah, I know what you mean. Not like the kick drum of monsters. No, and I mean, men. I don't like, I, I like monsters and men because of the musicality yeah. I, I like the combination of you know those diverse instruments, but Monsters and Men is completely different than the lyrics you're gonna find in like Bright Eyes. Like mm-hmm. Bright Eyes is your like fuck the government kind of music. So yeah, dude, you should listen to um, Lock Lamone, the one I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend Caleb here, um, and Nixa. That is one that I think is. I just I think of that. I hear that song and I think of him, and it's from a Danny McCaskill video, and he's um he's just a he rides extreme mountain bikes and it's cool. But I just remember like one summer him and I would watch that video on loop. But as I got older, I'm like, what the fuck are they singing about? <laughs> and the way that the way that I, um, it made me like the song more is whenever like I, I took back and the way I interpreted the lyrics is this guy either accidentally or purposefully killed his best friend. Mm-hmm did not report it but he was a mortician so now he's seeing to his friend's dead body yeah and is talking about sculpting his face with wax and wire um you know so yeah after the fact and it's just but it's so it's such a beautiful song with so many layers and it's it just mm-hmm. comes to this it breaks off into this point of like transcending um like 
it's yeah just I'll, I'll send it to you and i'll put it in the discord it's just it's 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 totally different and one i definitely reference back to well shit man then now people know how fucked up we are <laughs> man if you if you listen to our skits through all this you already know how fucked up we are at least austin because <laughs> as austin has admitted he is the one who writes the dialogue in the skits i just act yeah you're the That's better it. actor. I'm the writer. I mean, <laughs> fuck, I w- I'd be willing to bring on like Sore Thumb Collector or someone to act these out better. I, you know, you, you like to act. So. Right. Well, and you know what? End, it's time. We finally come to it. A brand new skit. If you've made it to the end <laughs> of the episode, if you made it this long, it's time for a new skit. And I think Austin titled this The World's Contender. So let's hear it, everybody. Oh, hey, Mom. I was wondering if you could send $40 over to Marie's through PayPal? Well, today is the League Cup, so I'm not allowed to use proxies. I already told you. I refuse to call him Dad. Okay, fine. I will if you send him that money. I need to start hard shuffling my deck soon. Oh, hey, Maurice. I, I mean, Dad. Can you please just let me borrow the cards? I I love you? Sure, champ. You're lucky your mom knows what is super effective on me in the bedroom. She can make me howl like a growlith during a full lunatone. So do you think she'll like this pokeball butt plug I got her? I was thinking of getting her a Misty cosplay outfit to spice things up a bit on account of getting her pregnant in the back of my Nissan Altima. I figured it wouldn't fit her for much longer, and I don't intend to stick around to raise your brother. Oh, just let me use the cards and I won't tell her about the fresh cum stains I found in your car when you made me detail it for an Arceus (laughs) V-Star. You caught me there, kid. Okay, fine. I must leave before the shop owner sees me. Have fun losing to Bradley over there. He's about to qualify for worlds. It's nice to see someone doing something productive with their life. Okay, parents are up. Michael, you play Blake. Jack, you play Glenn. And Connor plays Mel. Brad, you get the bye. Around one bye? Don't mind if I do. I'll just take this opportunity to inconspicuously look over everyone's shoulder to see what they are playing. Uh, attention to the play area. I thought I'd never have to say this again, but here I am, week after week, repeating myself. No food or drink in the play area, and for fuck's sake, take a shower. Your motherfuckers smell so bad the ceiling tiles are starting to turn brown. Like, like... It smells like ripened asshole messed with warm cheese up in this place on a daily basis. Ugh. <laughs> oh, there's something especially rank about this week's smell. As if someone only had Taco Bell for the past five days for every meal, shot themselves, and then proceeded to walk into the shop. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I'm in the middle of what they call the world's qualifier circle. Where I go to town scooping up champion points. 
I prefer small sanctioned events such as this, such held at the end of the day. A world's invite is a world's invite, regardless of actually winning an event with more than eight people. (laughs) (laughs) Those were some crazy lines that Austin... Those are some crazy lines. And that's that's what everyone should come to expect is it's going to be just like, we're just going to be hammering these reoccurring characters because I think we're, <laughs> we're in a good spot. We're in a sweet spot right now. So, you know, we're just giving you little bits and pieces of what's going on in everyone's <laughs> life. And hopefully everyone can appreciate the continuity between skit to skit, you know. And hopefully they come back for another episode and this 50 isn't where they draw the line. Yeah. You didn't think so? I don't know, man. I don't think there was... I mean, yeah. there was reference to detailing cum stains, so besides that, I mean... It was pretty clean. You yeah, know. yeah. Butt plug. Yeah. yeah it um, wasn't too bad. Yeah, my waifu fetish kind of bled into that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, Ugh. we got one more question, right? Yeah, we do. Before we, we end do. this, you know... We need to address a question that we've 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 been wanting to say it for so long. Yeah. What content creator do you hate the most? And you know what? We don't care. We're gonna get we might get pokey canceled for this question. All right. Go yes. ahead, dude. You know what, what what content creator do you hate the most? Okay, how about this, man? On the count I'm gonna count down from three. Okay. After zero, we're both just gonna say we're going to say it. Okay, We're ready? Gonna put it out there. You ready? ready? Yep. Three, Three two, two, one. One. 